Yes. This we're continuing the um, the series of um, just one question with uh, Jasmine from Cream City, and uh, I think what we'll do we'll revert back to the original format um, that we started with um, in our first episode of season three, where we'll have a nice uh, matter um, with Jasmine. We'll find out what she does, why she does what she does, how she does what she does, and all of that lovely stuff. Um, in the meanwhile, it'll do you guys well. Um, if you have any questions, just get them ready. And then after about 20 minutes or so, we'll, um, we'll invite you. If you have any questions, we'll let you know when you can um, um, raise your hands. We'll invite you onto the stage, and then you'll ask your one question. And, um, yeah, we'll just take it from there. Um, but beyond that... Um, Anton, Chris, Emil. No, I don't need to ask you, Emil. Jazz, how has your day been? How's has things? What's what's going on? It's been chilled out, man. It's been oh, sorry. Good evening, everybody. Um, it's been chilled out. It's been all good. Um, nice and chilled. What about yourself? Yeah, good, 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 good. Yourself, Jazz? Yeah, it's been good. Uh, evening, everyone. Nice to meet you on Clubhouse. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's been a busy day because um, we have our event next week, Saturday, and we had our venue cancelled last minute. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll go through all of that. I was hoping you. Would yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this uh, has made my day uh, so busy. Excitement in your voice in terms of all the all the good stuff that you've got going on, um, but and which obviously we will delve into uh, once yeah. we get underway um but um beyond that it's lovely to have you here um, it's good to hear that you're Thank well you. by the madness that life throws at us um uh, i think do you know what i think this is what it's going to be for, for this evening so um unless emil do you have um any reservations for me not to comment no please carry on young sir all right so, evening everyone, welcome to the panel's um, Wednesday evening clubhouse, um, as I've already introduced, I'm your co-host Pedro, and in the mix we have uh, my bros, Emil, um, Troni and Chris, and we have this super, super, super lovely guest, um, Jasmine from Cream City. Welcome Jasmine, and thank you so much for um, taking the time out to join us this evening. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome, you're very welcome. Um, okay, we, we want to have a conversation with you uh, because what you're doing in the scene is really, really, really interesting. And I think rather than me um, explaining it, I think it's best if it came from the horse's mouth in terms of you describing what it is um, that you actually do in the capacity of, of Cream City and, yeah, and how it all came about. Um, if you can just give a nice, um, lovely intro in, in, that, in that manner. Cool. Um, so, yeah, Cream City is like an umbrella for the like brand. Um, the main part of it right now is the Cream family. So it's a membership um, and people pay a small monthly fee. And with your uh, membership, you basically enter loads of raffles, it gives you access to giveaways and it just gives you a second chance to win 
uh, sneakers that you've missed at resale. Uh, I'm sorry, at retail. So you, obviously you missed them. You didn't get it at the drop. So uh, now it's at resale. You can't, well, you, a lot of people don't want to pay what it is for resale. Um, so it just gives people an opportunity to buy them at the price that they were originally set at. Um, of course, again, like it is raffles, it is giveaways and stuff. So that it's not saying you're going to win 100%, but the chances are really, really fair. Um, and it's all about community. So yeah, that's what we do in essence. Um, how it came about was, um, I just thought it's so unfair. At some point, I was just like, this resale thing is actually mad. Because I get it, supply, demand. Like, I, honestly, I understand it. And I'm, I'm, not really, I'm not really against reselling. But I just think it's kind of got to the point where there's actually no room for consumers, for people who actually want to wear them. And then I feel like that is a problem. Um, so... I thought, like, I literally just sat down in front of my computer and I was like, there has to be a solution. Um, and I came up with the Cream family. So, yeah, that's awesome. it, really. Awesome, awesome. Right, so with all of that said, um, let's let's take it back a bit and let's take it back to you. So, we have an understanding as to um, what Cream City is all about and why yeah. you Cream City. But what about you? How did you actually get into the sneaker culture what was your um, and um, what is it about the sneaker culture that 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 you love in the grand scheme of things I think I'm still a baby in the sneaker culture so like whenever I go out um and I speak to people I meet people obviously that happens when you wear a certain trainer um I feel like I'm always learning off of other people um so yeah why did I get into sneakers I just um I think what what was my first pair? I think I had like a um the UNCs, the Jordan ones. Um was my first pair, the UNC Chicago's. And I was like, this is a nice shoe, but it doesn't fit me. Um I bought a size, I think I was a size, half a size too big and I didn't want to keep it because it was like there's no point in keeping a shoe that doesn't fit me. And I sold it and I sold it for what I paid for it, but I had worn it like quite a few times and I was just kind of like, this is weird. Like I like buying shoes because I like shoes. Literally, I just like shoes. I like trainers. I like sneakers. But this is weird. Like, I've sold something I've worn down for the same price. And then I kind of did more research. And then I noticed, that, oh, my gosh, this is actually a really big thing. And then um, just, like, tried to win a few more sneakers. Didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't win. Didn't win again. Um, then I was just kind of like, this is impossible. Um, and... I am in a fortunate position as like my day job affords me to be able to buy a resale every now and again, but it still kind of gets a bit pricey. You're just thinking this is actually not like, this is not necessary. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my journey with sneakers. And I, I don't have like a, like an amazing, I don't have an extensive collection. My room, I don't have a sneaker or I don't think I ever will. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a part where you're collecting and then like hoarding. But like there's a difference between the two. Um, so I don't think I'll ever have a sneaker, but I do have a decent, I do, I do have decent pairs that I enjoy wearing. And yeah, whenever I see something that I like, as long as it's that, like, I don't know what reasonable is nowadays, but yeah, if, if I can afford it, I would get it as opposed to having like loads of pairs. So that's kind of my relationship with sneakers. Okay, awesome. You said um, that you don't, you'll ever have um, a sneaker walk. Um, why is that? Why, why do you think that would never happen, in your opinion? 
I just could never wear that many. I could, you would never wear that many pairs. Like whenever I'm going out, I actually want to wear the, I want to wear the best in my room. Anything that fits my outfit. If I have two sneakers that fit and one of them I prefer, I just wear the sneaker I prefer. So it, naturally you'd always have the pairs you prefer. And um, I just feel like it gets to a point where you're, you're not going to wear them. And I do feel like it contributes a lot to, like, we're meant to wear them, essentially speaking. Like, I get the resale market, but we are meant to wear them. And when you have, like, a thousand pairs, you, you can't tell me you wear all of them. You don't. Um, and, yeah, I get it. Some people have it for content and, like, the sneaker influence and stuff like that. So I definitely understand it. I just don't think it's my lane. And I tend to not... Like, I throw a lot of things away. Um, so, yeah, it's, it probably gives me the itch. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> Love Island crew. Yeah, it would give me so much. It would just make me feel a way just to see so many pairs. It, Yeah, once I've kind of worn down a pair, I get rid of it. Wow, wow. I think um, some of the, um, the, the the bigger collectors would, would have something to say about not wearing every pair. 100% I just uh yeah I, do you know what I feel like as well as like reselling but also collecting is, is another reason why a lot of people don't get what they want um there's a lot of sneakers we don't want like I'm not gonna lie I think 2021 has been horrible for drops I don't think it's been that good there's nothing that has dropped that I've been like no I have to have that um so, so they horrible for drops are you talking um the quality of products available or just the manner in which they're they're made available just, just a... Actually, do you know what? Having said that, everything, everything's been horrible. I don't think the drops themselves have been that good. Um, I don't think the the promotion and like the stories behind a lot of sneakers mean anything anymore, which is weird because obviously I don't I don't necessarily I didn't come in to sneak like I didn't come into collecting that way. But obviously, it was always nice to know that there was something behind the design that you're wearing. And I just feel like there's nothing anymore um the quality is a joke an absolute joke like from the boxes to the sneakers themselves um and even like some of the higher end sneakers for example the off-whites that just dropped the dunks the quality on them are, is atrocious um I would be livid if I bought a pair and that is yeah I've like some of our members sent me pictures of their actual the pair they had in hand and there's creases in them and stuff like that and it's like like Nike are dropping the ball so badly. Um, so I just feel like even now on my, like I have a list of stuff I want to get, there's nothing from this year that's on that list. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's interesting hearing that. But um, I, I want to, I, I kind of um, want to, want to take it back a, a bit. So, and it's, and I guess hearing you say what you say, it's interesting that part of the, um, part of, what Cream City is about is, I guess, addressing the imbalance in terms of being able to cop and, um, well, just having that, that opportunity to, to pick up shoes at, at retail rather than missing out. And, um, yeah. So, so their question, I was just, no, no. <laughs> It's just more of me making making a point. So the, yeah, right. However, there is a, a question that um, from what I've just said is that Cream City. Would you say, and I'm not sure you, you may have heard of them. Would you say it's like Soul Savvy in terms of how um, you've set up this um, platform at all? 
I have not heard of Soul Savvy, but I will go on their Instagram right now so I can at least have a very, very broad understanding of what they do. Okay, um, so... Okay. No, I was just going to say, so they basically do something similar to what you do, but they're based in Canada, if I've got that straight. So people like yourself, like many um, of the people within the scene, they've voiced their frustration in regards to not being able to pick up shoes at retail. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have moaned that as a result, they're having to pay resale like, to, to, to get what they want. So what they've done, um, similarly to, to Cream City, is they've created... Um, this community whereby you pay a membership um, fee, you join, and then you're you're presented opportunities to pick up um, shoes that you may have missed at raffles at retail. But again, similarly to um, Korean City, you're not guaranteed pairs, but the um, the membership fee just basically offers a bigger opportunity, or almost like a second chance. Um, yeah, who's at at retail? But with all of that said, given that you've not heard of um, Soul Savvy, why should why should I pay, or why should people pay a membership fee uh, to pick up shoes? Why not just take their chance with the raffles, and if they miss out, just move on to to the next one? Um. So well especially if you want the pair of like sneakers like you actually want them regardless of the hype that surrounds it you want that pair it's very hard to like kind of pass by a pair of trainers if that's something you actually want even if all the raffles go by and you never copped you start kind of setting your sets on buying it at resale if it's if it's something you definitely wanted um having said that so for example there is no guarantee like there are definitely members who come and go without copying anything i'm not even going to tell a lie um, but what happens is over a period of time, if you stay, well, if you stay with us, you will be there long enough that at some point you will cop. And by the time you do cop, because of the current resale prices, it will always be, it, the, the numbers will always add up. So for example, um, we had a member who literally, I think he coped for the first time uh, last month. So okay. in July, and he's been with us since January. So that's seven months, no copping. Uh, our membership is 10 a month. And so that's 70 quid. Um, he didn't cop like literally anything. Um, and so at the end of July, he managed to win a pair of the SB Paris. And then first week of, uh, August, he won a pair of the union, um, desert moss. So you can only win once a month, once a calendar month. And luckily for him, his first win was the last week of July. And his second win was the first week of August. So he won twice and, even if he had only won the first pair, the SB Dunks, immediately he would have been in a, a he would have been in a positive because um, the resale on those are more than seventy quid. So eventually you do, and when you we don't like we don't give away just like um, we don't raffle the pairs that only have a like fifty quid on them resale. We do give people what they want. Members are invited to submit the sneakers that are on their list. Um, and we then source those. Some sneakers do go on our like rare list because of how long it takes us to find them or to find an authentic pair. pair. Uh, Cause that's obviously another problem with the market. Like everywhere 
everywhere you go there's a fake pair it's it's getting difficult to be able to tell the difference um which is why we're seeing so many uh authenticity apps pop up um because it's, it's just difficult so that's another thing we do a very very extensive um authentication process on all of the sneakers we get in hand um so yeah it's it's definitely um and we try to build a community around it as opposed to hey just come and spend 10 quid and go away because it's not really about that it's, it is more about the community it is about getting the pairs that you have missed on your feet but also making because i feel like that's the problem with the sneaker community it's not fun anymore it's boring uh sneakers day boring like i'm meant to enjoy collecting collecting should be fun especially because we know we're going to take so many l's a good way to offset the l's is by at least enjoying it as you're doing it um and i just think yeah the community vibe is dying it's not enjoyable anymore so we try to do like games and competitions for the members as well and we have a discord that we're running and a lot of the members are speaking with each other um and actually one of the, our other members helped another member get an EA. So they got an EA. They didn't want the pair. And obviously they could have resold it, but they didn't want it. And someone else wanted it. And they managed to work it out between them. And he actually got the pair that he wanted. So it's trying to build a community, really. Sure, 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 sure. And then that's, that sounds really, really um, lovely. From the, from, um, we'll get to the mechanics of Cream City in a moment. But how do you um, encourage engagement on, on, um, on your platform? Like what, what? Um, yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, so we always ask, we try to, we ask members all the time, like whenever we do a drop, we do our, we preview the drop on Wednesdays okay. and we ask members to comment and, um, like tell us what they want. Um, and I think the biggest thing is I actually respond to, to the members. I respond to the queries. Um, I actually get involved in a conversation with them and try to have them converse with each other. Um, because, again, like, it is about the community. Um, and then we do loads of, like, especially because we're trying to build right now, so we're doing loads of giveaways. We're kind of, like, showing people um, how you can cop. Um, sometimes we'll do competitions um, where you can show us, like, the kick of, like, kicks of the day, and then we'll probably give a member a guaranteed win So of that month. Um, so they can kind of pick whatever sneaker that drops that month that they want that, and it's it gets taken off the list. Um, so that's a few ways which in which we encourage engagement. Of course, we just opened the Discord, I think, last month. Um, and that's been going really well. Um, so yeah. Cool. And am I right in thinking that the um, the majority of your members, they all reside on um, IG, on, on Instagram, or Discord platform as well? Yeah, so the majority of our members are on IG, and then um, some people just don't want the whole talking. Some people don't, that's not for them. They're kind of just like, I want to see if I can get uh, a pair of sneakers, and that's it. And um, they tend to just enter the raffles. You won't even see them comment on the posts and stuff like that. And then there are others who really want the community aspect. They love talking to people, um, so they jump on the discords. Um, whenever we do draws, uh, especially because we're new and um, we're trying to build trust between our community and ourselves, because also the business of the business opportunity is kind of like hard to believe sometimes when you see sneakers reselling for like times three their price, it's hard to believe you've got another chance at getting it at retail. Um, what's the catch sort of thing? So we always try to show people uh, whenever we do the draw. So we do the draws on Instagram live. Obviously, we cannot share um details we we can't share people's emails and stuff like that to get their protection but we have a conversation and people always see 
usually when someone's won, they come back in the Instagram live and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you. So it, it at least when you, when you do get an L, but you actually see another person, like legit, this is another person who wants and this pair winning, it feels better than losing to someone. You don't even know what they're going to do with it. It might end up on eBay or it just feels a bit better when you lose. <laughs> of course, of course. Definitely so. So talk me through the process. So I'm I'm John Doe, who's come across your platform, and I like the um, the sound of me spending um, ten pounds a month on a membership fee for kicks at um, retail. So so how, how, talk me through the process. How does it work from um, a user point of um, point of view? Cool. So you would log on to our website. Um, you join, and then every Saturday morning at nine a.m. Um, we do the drop on our website. So yeah. it's a speed drop. It's open for five minutes only. And in that five minutes, you get to pick one pair of trainers um, from the list. The list would have gone out on the Wednesday prior to that drop. So you get to pick one pair. You enter for the pair. If you do, like if you enter for more than one pair, you get all your entries get um, disqualified. So just to keep it fair, because some people think we won't see, we do. <laughs> so, yeah, you can only enter for one pair. And then um, we do a random number generator and we select the entry that corresponds with that number. And we right. send that person an invoice. They have 15 minutes to check the invoice out. If they don't check out within 15 minutes, we cancel the invoice and we send it to somebody else. Um, and we repeat that process until someone has checked out. Um, for some strange reasons, it always makes me laugh. There are people who don't check out. Um, they, I don't know. Some sometimes they come to me. They're like, "No, I was eyeing in my top," and it's like it's a five. The draw is literally five minutes, and then after that, you probably just need to be aware for like half an hour, forty minutes after the drop, um, you'll get a notification. How did you miss it? So yeah, it really makes me laugh. Um, we did it at on. We did it on at six p.m. on Saturdays when we was in lockdown. But obviously, as people like got their lives back it was very very difficult to do um and then during the week we have really really random drops so if i find any good deals on like facebook groups or ebay or StockX, and i manage to purchase something at resale and it's a decent deal i'll just kind of drop it it will be you you can only go for it on our instagram if it's your size so that that is to keep it so it's only people you have to wear the pair whereas online say you wanted to get it as a gift you could send us an email and ask us to change the size and we'll change it for you um but with the midweek drops you can only go for your size so that's any time between monday and friday 8 8 a.m and 8 p.m kind of like how offspring do it it's very random we don't give you a heads up and then it goes online and it, it will have the sneaker it will have its condition the price um and the size and it will just be the first person to send us a dm responding to that post and then we'll just ship it out the next day because that tends to be stuff we have in hand Right. Um, so yeah. Okay, awesome. And um, from um, the conversation we've had so far, uh, am I right to assume that um, you've had repeat winners um, on your platform? Oh my gosh, yeah. We've had some 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 people won that four times. They just they are some people are really quick with the um, midweek drops. So there's some members who won't even bother with the raffles. They just they don't want to wake up early. They're not in the mood for it. So the midweek drops is kind of their thing because um, they know that they're quick with Instagram. They've kind of got used to it with Offspring, so they know what, what's required from them. Um, and then there are others who 
just don't bother with the midweeks. Their fingers are not quick enough and they do the raffle. So yeah, there's definitely some members who've won like four times. There's some members who've missed their emails four times. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Interesting. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. And, hey, Joe, I've got a question. Yeah. Hi, Jazz. Hi. Hi. Real quick. So is it only dead stock product or is it... Um... Right now, we're only doing dead stock products. We want to move on to used for grail pairs, but people are just like, no, 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 no. Gotcha, cool. What's what's with the um, reservation on um, on on used products? Just just from your point of view. Um, like who? It's toes, isn't it? Like I know it's, you wear socks and stuff, but it's still toes. So <laughs> I just yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm the used. I don't do the used pair. If I I'm, I hear it, I understand it. It's toes. Um. I think if there was a pair that was ex like really 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 pricey and I got a really really good deal on a like decent quality used pair, I'd obviously have to get a professional clean. And even then, I don't. I I hear it. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And I think with the members, I'm a dead stop. Do you get it? I think that's what it is with them. Um, but I definitely understand the reservation with used pairs. I don't want. I don't even like picking up other people's shoes. Like just picking it up. So yeah, I'm the same. I'm I'm not the bit right. I'm nothing against anyone who wants to buy used trainers and stuff like that. But it's yeah. not my cup of tea. You know what I mean? Like I'm similar to you. Like even though yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 what I can say to that. But again, not against anybody who does. That's up to them, but for me, I've always preferred it's either going to be DS or, you know, or I'm not going to bother. Fair enough. Fair. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we've, we're coming up to um, half past eight. For those of you that have um, joined us, welcome to panel uh, Midweek Clubhouse. Uh, we have a, our lovely guest, Jasmine from Cream City. Um, what we're going to do now is I think Jasmine has said quite a lot in regards to her platform, how it's um, managed and so on and so forth. Um, we're going to open the, the floor out to those of you in the audience that have been listening in. If you have any questions at all, by all means, um, press the raise hand button and um, one of us, one of the, the moderators, um, will um, invite you onto the stage and then you get to ask your one question um, to Jasmine in regards to what has been discussed or even anything outside of it, but it's still sneaker related. So if any of you've got any questions at all, um, you can press the, the raise hand button and um, we'll invite you on stage to ask Jazz um, your, your, your one burning question. Um, also, also as well, as with um, all of our previous guests as well, can, you just, uh, can we all just make sure that we keep it respectful, please? Yes. Definitely that. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the our, our guest, uh, she has um, refusal on questions if she feels that um, they're inappropriate or are not in keeping with the spirit of um, this room. So um, yeah, so if any of you got any questions at this point, um, please raise hands, and um, we'll invite you on. Um, but with with all of that said, whilst people are deciding their life um let us continue <laughs> so how, how long has cream city been running for 
Um, so we started in January. Um, so that's nearly nine months now. We're still quite young. I mean, I was about to ask that question as well. <laughs> uh, so who, who is we? Oh, yeah. So I have like an alter ego. <laughs> Not an alter ego, but I, I like to separate my personal life from my professional life. And whilst I really do enjoy collecting sneakers, it is a hobby, creating a great community of it. It still feels like a job. So my persona when I'm dealing with Cream City is called MC. So me and MC, I'm Jasmine, MC is MC. We deal with Cream City. <laughs> Fair enough. And is it just it's just yourself or do you have um, a team behind you as well? I wish I had a team that would make my life easier. For the event, we do have um, an events manager. Um, okay. But yeah, right now, it's just myself. So you do everything from the sourcing to the management to the running of the Discord to the raffles. Everything's all... The marketing, the everything, yeah. Wow, you're a busy bee. And um, ratings to you for, for doing Thank all... Thank you. That's, um, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, Emil, do you have um, any questions for, for, for Jazz? Um. Yeah, actually, why, why, why is it do you think that the um the, the sneaker community in inverted commas is is on the decline? Because um, I've I've been hearing it a lot recently, and everybody seems to have different things to say, but they were all within yeah. similar trend, if you know what I mean. So yeah, it would be good good yeah. to hear uh, hear your opinion on that. Um, I just think first of all, I think it's uh, there's a couple of things. I think it's not exciting anymore. Like copying is not exciting. Um. You wake up knowing you're going to lose. Um, and then, you know, you're going to go online and see them for whatever price. Um, and that's just kind of a part of the game. Um, but I just feel like there's no joy around that. Like, that is now all sneaker collecting has become about. Um, there's not really much going on around it. There's not much in terms of a community. Um, and it just kind of feels like sneaker collecting is becoming something that's, like, especially reserved for the elite. Because if you're not an elite or you don't have a plug, how do you actually become a collector? If you do have a desire to own a sneaker war, how do you ever get that far without spending extortionate amount of money on sneakers? Um, and also, I just feel like, obviously, again, there's loads of resellers, um, loads of people who don't really care for the industry um, that they're getting into. So, And I think that happens in any industry, even if you like, want to step outside sneakers. The second someone gets involved that doesn't actually care about the community um, or the product, it just becomes messy um, because the people are not first. Um, the product isn't first. It's all going to, it's going to be about money, essentially speaking. And that's the thing with reselling. And even when I resell sometimes, I try to remember that I'm selling to someone who actually wants the pair of trainers. Um, like now, I'm moving houses, so I'm trying to offload a lot of stuff I've just got um, because I just don't want to move boxes. So I'm trying to remember on the other side of that sale, there is a person. Yes, I want my money, but there is a person. And I just feel like that is missing. Nobody cares about the collector on the other side. Like I spoke, I'm not saying like sell cheap or whatever, but I want to buy a pair of off-white, the lot ones, because those, I think that that's the only color. Lot 50 is nice, but the quality on those are horrible. So I'm not even going to try it. So I'm, I don't mind paying resale. I literally was a couple hundred below the guy's, uh, ask 
and uh, you got it at retail and it's I'm still like very very close to a grand honestly speaking you could let that sneaker go it's not going to kill you it's really not um but yeah that doesn't happen anymore everyone's trying to squeeze the last penny out of a resale and it just there's just no love and I think that is the biggest problem and do you know what it is it's top down there's no love from Nike and you can see that in the quality of the sneakers coming out it's the dunks are the worst um the boxes are always in bad condition the colors themselves like the stitching the insole the quad it's just poor um and then yeah so when Nike are doing that and obviously of course there's there's other brands but again Nike is the biggest player when they're doing that I don't know how anyone else is meant to do anything different mm-hmm. um you talk about um Right, this, this, sorry, because you mentioned so many points, so I'm, I'm literally just collating my thoughts. You mentioned mm-hmm. the first thing in regards to um, sneakers not being fun anymore because unless you're an elite or a plug, um, you can't get the shoes. Do you not think then that it was a good thing in terms of the way Mike actually did the um, release for um, the, the, the 50 dunks, the EA 50 dunks, in terms of the whole randomization of it and the fact that People who have won it, um, arguably, are either fresh to the scene or um, or new to the scene. Yeah, I think the the rollout for the fifty dunks was good. I'm not even gonna lie. There was a lot of people who actually did win a pair. I know a couple of people I didn't, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I do. I do know people who did win. So that was a pretty. But that was one of how many releases this year they've finally got one right and I just feel like they should have that that should be the standard obviously one of the reasons why we love the pairs whether people want to admit it or not is the fact that you know you're not going to walk down a high street and someone is wearing the same pair of sneakers as you but there is levels to the exclusivity like right now it feels like aside from this was a good drop like well done Nike well done Off-White um but other drops have not like they've not compared like as Adding a couple hundred thousand pairs to the Travis Scott uh, Sakai, sorry, Travis Scott fragment collaboration, that would not kill, and that would be a couple hundred more people who have pairs. So I just, I, I just feel like one good drop when you've had so many bad ones, it just, it doesn't do it for me. Fair, fair enough. And um, following from from that. Is it only Nike products that you deal with um, on your platform or do you do other brands like Adidas, New Balance and so on? Um, we do uh, we do um, Adidas. Um, again, we just do what members ask. So, yeah, members always ask for Nikes. Um, they do ask every night. We've had, like, one New Balance request um, and a few people ask for Yeezys here and there. Um, but, yeah, we kind of just do what people want and people want Nike. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, the other thing I wanted to... Um, in fact, no. Let's talk about that now. So, um, you've mentioned at the very early um, in the chat that you've got an event coming up. Um, despite oh, yeah. The <clears throat> Do you want to um, talk us through what the event is about, um, what the purpose is, and, and what people... If, if they're interested, what to expect uh, with your event? Sure. Um, the event is uh, trying to just get people to meet up um, with like-minded people. Um, 
to go somewhere and actually have people appreciate what's on your feet. Um, but uh, it's for us to meet up, really, because the community has been built up during lockdown, during the pandemic. So we kind of all know each other through Instagram or Discord. We've not actually met up ever. And it will be good to put um, faces to name. Wait, faces to names? Names to faces? Faces to names. That I works. think it's faces to names. Yeah, that one. Um, and it's also just uh, to put the fun back into collecting again, actually, because um, we just it's literally just about having fun. We're going to have the panel, of course. And um, we're going to have loads of giveaways, loads of games as well, just random games um, for people to play because, like, life should be fun. <laughs> Collecting should be fun. Um, being a part of a community should be fun. And these are all the things we're trying to, like, bring back to the space um, within whatever capacity we can. Um, so that's mainly what the event is actually about, just having some fun. Um, and, yeah, so... That is next Saturday, well, next Sunday now, actually. So it's next Sunday, the 5th. Um, we're doing it in a bar slash pub space called Prince of Peckham in, in Peckham. Um, we've got, like, a room um, upstairs, and it's going to be really fun. Um, so, yeah, we've got, uh, we, we actually are giving away a pair of Travis Scott uh, fragments to one lucky person at the event. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the vibe. Highs or lows? Yeah. Highs, but the lows are um, for me. The lows are better. I just don't think they they look nice on my feet. But yeah, Chris, Sorry, did you... Chris, does it even matter whether or not it's the highs or lows that you're going to be winning? You know, know what you mean. <laughs> you you want to win what you want to win. <laughs> so, Chris, are you coming out there? They're highs. If I'm in London, yeah, does that change your mind? If you're in London, this uh, guy's going. Uh, yeah, see, he's another one who's north of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me just say that um, I've, I've got this straight. You're actually giving away uh, Travis Scott fragment Jordan One highs at the event. Yes, yes. Right. I don't think I've known any bigger incentive to come to your event than the fact. Yeah. Hold on. There's no capacity. Sorry, what was that, Chris? Sorry, I- the room will be at capacity. That yeah. is the hopes. We have a much smaller room now because we had to change the venue. Um, so, yeah, the branch part, which is where most of the activity is nearly sold out, um, again, because we had to change the capacity. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed it's a very packed room. But either way, um, the odds are great because no matter how much we pack out that room, trust me, you still have better odds than sneakers. Wow, 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 wow. So, um, yeah, and is there a catch in terms of um, taking part in, in the um, giveaway? Is this, I mean, is there any um, any prerequisites, anything that someone has to do in order to have a chance other than attending? No, yeah, you literally just have to attend. We're just going to pick someone's name off the list. Just going to uh, do a, literally we do all our giveaways using a number generator, otherwise, it's cheating <laughs> um so we just put a number in and pick the name right next to the number so as everyone purchases their tickets they're getting assigned a number okay. um yeah and we'll just generate the number on the day and yeah select the person 
Awesome, awesome. So the event's really um, a social. There's no, there's no reselling or anything like that at all. Oh yeah, no. I don't even think that we'll ever go into like having. I don't think we'll do like a reselling event. Um, it's definitely more about the community. I think everything we because when I when I first started, I called it Cream City because I was gonna do a resale arm, and that's why I've got so much stock just sitting in my bedroom because I thought, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna get some reselling going, decent prices not like a consignment store, but people can still get them in decent times. But then I decided, like, once I had started going off of Cream City, and I was, I'm Cream Family, so that's the membership section, and I'd actually been speaking to people and conversing with people in the community and stuff like that, I actually felt like I don't ever see us going in that direction um, because there's more than enough players in the actual resale section. Um, and quite frankly, the members of cream family are tired of resellers <laughs> hence why they're here um so yeah awesome awesome um anton i, I thought i saw your mic um dropped off i had it i jazz um what size is it going to be for the uh, fragment ones oh come oh, on anton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll sort it after the event whoever who wins you're going to win your size or if you want to give it as a gift you still have to know the size um and yeah we'll get it sorted after the event yeah no i was just asking i was just asking i didn't know that it was going to be getting their size no 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 i'm actually not <laughs> i'm cool <laughs> no i like him i think they're cool and all that but i, I preferred the lows and i got the lows so i got what i wanted so that was cool Ooh, nice nice Yes, Danny. Um, fire away. No, so I was going to ask about the mechanics of the normal raffle. Is that how it... So you get to pick your, your shoe and your size if you win. Is that how it works? Yeah, you, so when you... You pay join, £10 a month. Yeah, you pay £10 a month. Um, when you join, you've got to put a size in your profile. Um, and that size will just be the size we assume you are. So even with the raffles that go on Instagram, you have to match the size on your profile. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we would naturally, whenever we send you the invoice, there'll be a size on the invoice, which will be the size that you put on your profile. If for whatever reason, like with Yeezys, there's a slight discrepancy with the size. We always ask you, Hey, what size do you want us to get just to clarify? Um, and then obviously because it's a community, if you don't know, you've never owned the pair, pair before, uh, you can just kind of ask people in the group, Hey guys, who owns this? What do you think I should do regarding sizing? And then people do that. So, yeah, the drops happen at 9 a.m. Invoices can go out. I like to say that you only need to pay attention for an hour or so after 9 a.m. But if we've had three people miss their invoice and you're the fourth person, that is then like an hour later and you have your 15 minutes. So it could be whenever, really. Right. So I get that. So and then you put the person who wins pays retail for that pair. Yeah. And so, forgive me, how do you source the pair? So if I want a pair of Power SB Dunks and I win, yeah. how, how do you source them for retail? I can't, I can't see. Oh, yeah. How. So we, if, if you want to know where we make our money, we make our money on the membership fees. Right now, um, we're just working on building the community. So it's not really about profit for us right now. It's about just getting people the pairs. So we go on Facebook groups. We, go, we meet people. Uh, sometimes we go on StockX where we're really, like, struggling um, uh, right. so you pay resale for them and pass them on for retail yes. and use the memberships yes. to bump the difference. Get exactly. It? Right, okay. I couldn't work out. I couldn't work out how you were passing all these pairs on for retail. Oh so. uh, yeah, no, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand the mechanics now. That's good. I like it. Yeah, it all comes from the the fees, so you kind of know where your money is going, sort of thing. 
Yeah, so you're all clubbing together to pay for the resale for one pair for somebody in the group, basically. Exactly, yeah. Does that answer your questions, Zanny? No further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> I was just going to um, continue on from Danny's question. Have you ever sort had a, a raffle where you've missed the size and then the pairs become unattainable? Because it's oh either extremely, like, it's gone, like... like three times. Yeah. It happens and a lot. How would you deal with that to like your like your customers or your clients on your Instagram sort of thing? How do you address that? Um, so it's happened so many times. Like for example, even right now it's going on. I have a customer who won the off white Jordan fives, the sales in a in a size five. Um, and obviously they dropped from adult sizes here. So we just send an email out um, and we let them know, look, we are struggling to find your pair. Um, and obviously there's uh, an approximate resale value attached with everything. Um, so we mm. always let them know if you would like something um, in a, with a similar value for us to re- replace that, let us know and we'll do that. If not, if you do not mind waiting, we'll keep you up to date. So we have an order lookup um, on our website. And as we speak to resellers, as we speak to, and we bid on StockX, we kind of keep it up to date. We drop occasional messages every now and again with a timestamp. So people know what is actually going on in the background regarding their pair. And sometimes mm. after a while, people turn around and say, you know, oh, look, I'd rather get this instead. This is about to drop. Can you get me that instead? And we'll just do that. And then other times people are like, I've waited long enough. Um, I'm fine with continuing to wait. Um, so, yeah, it definitely does happen. And it, it usually there's happens no, when like, there's a claim or nothing. Like if, they, if you can't like source the pair sort of thing, like. Oh, no, we put a disclaimer on our terms and conditions. We just say if we don't source it within four weeks, um, within that time, you can come and, like, change it. Um, and we always let people know. If, I like, again, I've been sourcing for quite a while now, and it's, I've done more than enough pairs. Um, so if uh, I know it's going to be a problem, whenever I see the person, like, whenever I do the draw and I see the size and I see the shoe and I just, I, I scream first, then I send an email and I'm like, hi, I'm giving you a heads up. This is going to be more difficult to source. Uh, especially for example, if it's a if it's a uh, bigger size winning a women's release or the opposite direction, I will just kind of let them know this this will take longer. Um, what is your, na- are you naturally wanting to stick with this or do you want to change? And then I just keep them up to date. Um, we have conversations. We literally are very, very chatty. It doesn't feel like you're talking to a um Obviously, you are talking to customer service, but you're still talking yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, Jazz or MC? MC. Jasmine doesn't do anything. She only does, like, when it gets really out of hand, and then Jasmine kind of get, gets out and does what she needs to do. Um, but otherwise, it's MC. You don't ask me yeah, I just wanted to know the dynamics of everything and like whatever, like if, if certain things didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with that. That's basically yeah, no, it, ha- it, ha- it happens. Well. <laughs> it happens with the, even like the black cats. They were so hard, even on StockX, because all of their all of those pairs are fake. So um, with the black cats, we I think we checked out on StockX two or three times, and they both they didn't pass authentication. And I think on the third or fourth time, it finally passed. And by the time they arrived. They, I, I'm confident they were a US pair, which meant the box was different to like what we have in the EU. Um, it looked like the materials were slightly different because I actually have a pair. I won a pair at retail, luckily. Well, they were on the shop floor anyway, but yeah. 
um, won a pair. So I had mine to compare against it as well as all of our other processes. And it did definitely look slightly different. But yeah, they were a US pair. So even when, once I'd shipped them out, the customer did have queries regarding the overall finish because it did not look like an EU pair. But yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Um, I've got a couple of questions um, arising from what you've, um, what you've just said. What's the biggest shoe you've ever um, sold at retail on your platform? And um, what's your grail? What's your grail shoe? Mm. You that word, grail. Yeah, the biggest shoe is definitely the Black Cats because I paid 800 and something pounds for those. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're really expensive. And, like, he didn't win. He he was about to, like, cancel his membership. He literally messaged me. He's like, I've had enough. I lose on sneakers. I lose on here. I I don't want to do this anymore. And then next week he won the Black Cats. And it's kind of, okay. (laughs) Can I just say, so I'm going to just quickly interject because Chris has been really vocal today. Chris, in person, you sound like such a roadman, but on here, you sound like some sort of, like, smooth galaxy chocolate bar guy. What, what's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jazz, carry on. Yeah, no, so that was definitely the most expensive pair, I think, followed by the Off-White 4. Okay. Um, and then my grail pair is actually the Travis Scott Dunks, which was about to be made possible. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, I put, I don't, like, I've got a maximum cap on those. I'm willing to pay up to £1,500. I don't care what anyone thinks they're worth. That's what I'm willing to pay. Because <laughs> I feel like that's fair. But, I, and there was a, there was a StockX, um, I think it was, uh, by now at like 1007 so naturally if you put in a an, an bid you're meant to start bidding with each other and you know there's two videos in this room mom. he <laughs> i go up he comes down and literally as soon as i put in a thousand five hundred he went to two thousand two hundred and twenty i was just like yeah forget it um so yeah and he hasn't come back down whoever who it is that owns them has, hasn't come back down since then so I'm just going to kiss them goodbye for now I don't want to get my hopes up anymore I'll buy something else <laughs> and, and, and I guess that's that's the beauty it's it's your money you're, you're not forced to um, spend it on, on something yeah yeah that's, that's ridiculous um, I'm not sure if because I know my, my man Rain, he's been quiet in the shadows. Um, I'm not sure if he has any questions um, to ask. Um, Rain, if you're there, do you have any questions you want to ask? Rain's missing. I, 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 I am here, but I'm, I'm currently in some dive called Birmingham and I can't find my hotel. But I am listening. <laughs> Weeding <laughs> <laughs> in my ends. Weeding in my ends. Running, running the town. Running the town. Oh, you mean you're running away from the? Just need life on charge to throw his mum and got one. Oh mate. Why is that the same? Okay, we're gonna. Oh, I've got a question. 
Go on, Anton. Ask away. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Jazz, um, in terms of your clientele, do you, um, what's, do you know what kind of, you know, the age group you think you've got in your, member, you know, your members? Um, do you think you've got yeah. more males or females, or do you think it's balanced? Like, do you know the numbers? Um, we definitely have... It's not completely balanced, but it's it's getting there. I think we probably have like a 60-40 male to female split. Um, and in terms of age, it's definitely a younger uh, uni, young adult, and then the occasional, hey, I'm too young for the flash stuff, so I'll enter the raffles when I can because uh, I'm older vibe. Um, so, yeah, we do have um, a few older members. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely more of a young I'm in uni, I've got extra tenor, and I've got a retail for you. Okay, thank you for the answering the question. Cool. No props. Right, so we're coming up close to the hour mark. Um, this is the panel Clubhouse Wednesday evening, um, speaking with Jasmine from Cream City. Um, I think we're, I'm pretty much done with the questions. Uh, Emil, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just, um, I was going to say, um, boy, I don't know how to say this without sounding controversial. Um, but, okay, so recently we've seen a lot of a lot of females making waves in the sneaker scene, and it is really refreshing to see. Um, like obviously, there's been quite a disconnect and a divide between brands and, not even just brands, but brands, retailers, um, groups and factions as well, where there's been a massive disconnect in regards to um, the equality between males and females and how they're essentially treated. Um, and where I know that there's there's a lot of people who will complain about not being, not being able to get sizes or not being able to get shoes, whereas you yourself saw a problem and rather than complain about it, you pulled your trousers up and were like, fuck it, I'm going to do something about it. So what I want to ask you is how do you feel things have changed in regards to being a, a female sneakerhead in the past, let's say, year? Um, I feel like I feel like the problem, there's still... So regarding, like, resale and, like, me pulling up and doing and fixing that particular problem for the community, that was a problem that could be fixed sort of thing without having to go to, like, the retailer themselves. There is... Nike need to explain to me, and yeah, Nike primarily need to explain to me why they cannot produce the same shoe in the same factory for size three, four, and flat. Just explain why. I just want to know why. I actually do just because I actually missed out on quite a few jobs, and I don't complain because I just kind of take it as business is business. It's at the end of the day, you're still wearing a Nike shoe, it's their brand, they get to decide whatever they want to do with it. But I just want to know why because, like, they scream inclusivity and ask females to kind of do whatever and sneak her and they rep they put a H in the middle and all of that kind of jazz. But, like, just let me... We women tend to have smaller feet. I just want to know why. So I've, like, got, I, I've got a theory about this. I, 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 have an, I have a feeling, and I need to get somebody from, from um, Nike Global to maybe uh, confirm this for me. Yeah. But I have a feeling that the smaller sizes, well, the majority of the smaller sizes go to actually go to Asia. Mm. without something mm -hmm. like you know obviously i'm asian myself but asians generally are a lot smaller mm. that's, that's my theory anyway. but then 
if they've made that assumption and said, you know, Asians tend to have smaller feet, so we're going to send a load of trainers to Asia. Traditionally, yeah, maybe females weren't collectors. They're definitely collectors now, and I'm sure they can see that. Traditionally, females have smaller feet too, so why don't you just send it? Why don't you just... And if you send it to Asia, then you make the pairs. Send them here as well. I just, I just don't see... I need, like, I don't get it. I'm actually confused by it. Um, for example, I think the first time I really, really felt it, like, oh, no, I actually wanted this pair, was, like, the neutral, the neutral greys, the Jordan ones. And I was like, I actually can't, unless I go on StockX, like, I don't even have a chance of, like, going to an offspring or even with the Travis Scotts. There are loads of, like, collectors who are size five don't even have the opportunity. I have, there's a member, he's a guy, he's a size five, didn't have the opportunity to enter any of the raffles. And I just, I don't think there's a valid explanation, quite frankly, for it. Um, and it's just a bit annoying. But the rest of the community has definitely opened up to um, female sneakerheads um, and made it more comfortable for them. But, but do you know what's so funny? One thing I get, and I just have learned to ignore it, every time I'm talking to a reseller, it's bro, 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 what are you saying, bro? Right, cool, oh, wow. Bro. Are, are you- bro. Reading, I don't know what it is, but everyone thinks I'm their bro. And my name is Jasmine. Like, literally, if I'm messaging you off a Facebook group, you will see Jasmine messaging you. It takes two seconds to look in the display picture, and you will see a female. It takes two seconds, and and naturally, there's just the assumption that you're talking to a guy. That's actually the thing now as well. You assume that the who's buying it's a guy but it's not it's not the case anymore so so i might be disconnected from the youth um but i've actually seen young girls um around my, my daughter's 16 and i've seen girls her age call each other bro and i, I don't quite understand it myself but maybe that's just no, one I, of the new things friends, bro. I, 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 I'm, like bro like your chill bro like but that's my friend that's like bro like that's but there's is like bro like do you get it like bro that's not i'm not your bro like, like that to use like that's my friends that are bro like this is a oh sorry bro no I, I, and, I, I, and when i meet people they're like oh sorry i thought you was gonna be a guy no i hear that so it's, <laughs> it's of, um what do i want to say someone someone's trying to get too familiar without knowing who you are as a person yeah and yeah, they just obviously again. I think, and it will happen with time. Oh, sorry, I just dropped boxes. It will happen with time where people will start to understand that there are females um, in the space, and like you can't just naturally assume you're talking to a male on the other side of a transaction. Um, but yeah, it'll just take a bit of time. Of course, Danny. Um, I saw you flash your mic. Um, shoot your question, and then Anton after. I think I think the moment passed a little bit. It was more like the sizing thing. I get. I think it's been covered loads. Obviously, it's it's difficult on the hype stuff, but you know, uh, for the smaller size and in more general shoes, I guess it's it, there's a lot to do in the backgrounds of like um, mechanics of carrying all those sizes. Like you look on sales racks. I know that's not particularly shoes you're looking at, but the sales racks were always the really small sizes and then the really big sizes left. So that's that has got a factor to do with size runs and what comes into the UK. So it also applies it to like the hyped ones, if you know what I mean. But what I mean, it's makes, not a good answer. What makes but... it difficult? What actually makes it difficult? And why is mm. size 
like what about the manufacturing process especially even when it comes to the hype pairs that makes it difficult to stop yeah i guess yeah 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 it, it is really frustrating but it there's there's like so if you speak to the people from size for instance they don't want a full size run from a size three right up to a size 13 it takes up a lot of room in the stock room and okay. put every size out and and things like these things like that in the background that we as consumers don't always see and it's really frustrating when then the hype stuff comes and then it doesn't come in the sizes but then yeah. the regular GR sizes are coming as well do you know what I mean that's so it's I guess I understand that for normal pairs but hype stuff never stay in the stock room they go to the back doors anyway <laughs> but yeah they never stay in the stock room no, no. yeah yeah I get that but because when you're ordering all the size runs so if you're size or if you're offspring or whatever you're ordering size runs of trainers and then a hype pair comes along to then go, oh, no, I want a full-size one of that is really difficult from a brand point of view okay. or a retail point of view. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I don't want a full-size one in that, but now it's an off-white 90 or an off-white whatever it is. I want a full-size run. Okay, okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of switch what you're... Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But, as, yeah, I don't as know. As far as brands... I understand the frustration. As far as brands go as well, when... Sorry, not brands, retailers. When they do order stuff, they might order loads of smaller and bigger sizes but then the brands will turn around and only send them a certain amount so yeah. sometimes it's not the retailer yeah. sometimes it doesn't make it any, frustra- any less frustrating though I, I completely feel for people but uh, it's just there's a single mechanic around it logical if they could actually tell me like a legit reason maybe they don't make enough money on the smaller runs or it, it just doesn't add up like then i would understand but as of right now i just don't understand <laughs> fair enough fair enough um anton did you have a question it was a quick well sort of it was a the reply um about the small sizes as well like the um air jordan one fragment and travis scott's um i think they got an angel release. I'm certain somebody, I can't remember who it was, posted it up one time and I saw it. And I think they did. Then about the sizing, but I know that, in fact, did they get the small size? I think they got smaller sizes as well. I think they got a full size one. So, um, you know, answer to um, Emil's question, I think, yeah, in the Asia market, especially those being, you know, a collaboration with Fragment. Yeah. I think they gave a lot of the small sizes there. It's happened before where certain shoes, you'd be like, I'll come. They're not bringing the small sizes in okay. Europe, yeah. but in America or sometimes Asia, they're getting it. Obviously, Asia, there's, um, from what I'm uh, being told, there's a lot more people with the smaller sizes there than there is in Europe. But I think they're forgetting that there's still people in Europe that still want, you One know, pair, those shoes yeah. in them pairs. So I understand the frustration. There's some people sure. that they're gone. So I'm sure they can see with this, like stats on sneakers and stuff like that, as to how much um, people are. Like, how many people with small feet are actually interested in certain pairs? Yeah, exactly. And I think I've, there's a couple of people I know who are small sizes. They, they can't get excited about a shoe mm-hmm. until they know it gets, you know, when, until it comes on the sneakers yeah, to know yeah. if it's coming in their sizes or not. So they can't really go on the definitely go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know. <laughs> but I do know. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's a few people that just they can't get excited for it until they know it's going to get released. So I, I can understand the frustration, and I will be annoyed as well. But at least yeah. it's saving money at the same time. 
I think it's killed my love for Jordan ones because I think with fours it usually comes in a full size run and dunks usually mm. come in a full size run. So whenever like I just know that if it's a dunk, I can I can always yeah. get my size or if it's a four I can get my size. But with ones it's just it's just a fact. Yeah. One one more question, Jazz. Are you going for the Air Jordan Four Lightings? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. But- Oh, did my... Sorry, did you hear what I just said? I asked why not. Yeah. Why, why not? Why um, just doesn't, just doesn't do anything for me. Like, remember, like I said at the beginning, I don't actually own that many pairs. I just own a lot. Like, I own a decent... All the pairs I own are actually decent sort of thing. I'm not saying that nothing is decent, but... Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, they are... They... No, okay. Um, What can I say? There, There is a decent... Their resells are decent because most people want them, basically. Um, So... I always like I feel like I always end up paying a pretty penny for the sneakers I want because I tend to not really want I don't know if it's the hype is like embedded in me because of my age I don't know if I'm like I just drank a hype pill and I don't know and all I care about is hype I don't think that is because there's some pairs for example the Travis Scott fragments I actually could I couldn't care about them but I definitely feel like the stuff I want are always like middle ground like in, in terms of resale and because of that I tend not to bother looking at other things because if I did then I'd be spending way too much money appreciate it how old how old do I have interest in? 25 not about you yes I don't think I don't okay so yeah maybe I didn't swallow a hype but I do feel like when it comes to like people that are slightly younger than me or my, and my age actually to be fair sometimes we it is just a hype and actually, I don't personally speaking. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think um, I can I can want something just because it has hype. I get it for older collectors. It seems a bit silly. Like, why do you want it just because so many other people want it? Um, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Listen, everyone has their own narrative, and, and no one can really knock it. You know, we're all different. Everybody, I bet in this whole chat collects and picks up different things. It is what it is, and yeah. that's the good thing about it. Yeah, I think there's enough, and again, like there's enough space for everybody in this, like in the sneaker community. Like everyone has a place. Um, I don't have to. Uh, I'm not saying. Obviously, again, it's great when you care about the story. It's great when you're in it because, like, that was your background. You you've grown up on SBs. You you love Jordan ones. You were there when Michael Jordan shattered the backboard. Like all of that stuff is great. But if I'm younger and I've and um, I've come into the sneaker game, that might not be my story. The first time I did see a sneaker that did have some sort of hype would be, do you get it? Like, that would be my introduction into the sneaker game because that is kind of where it's going right now. And I feel like they should not be, they and myself shouldn't be penalised because this is our journey into sneakers and this is the lane we stay in. Um, Absolutely. That's been nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Awesome. Um, Jazz, just before we... um close up and um, if anyone does have any questions again you are welcome to press the raise hand button we'll invite you on and ask you one question of jazz um otherwise just before we close up jazz what um beyond the event which is happening on the fifth which um all of us will well most of us will be there um yes 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 for um cream city um and 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 how how are you looking to to grow um, grow your platform basically. 
Um, so we are currently giving away loads of sneakers. Um, we're doing a really big giveaway and we've got quite a few new followers from that. So uh, the plan is to just keep growing and keep scaling um, until Cream City can kind of like keep itself going. People can feel the community. Um, I really want it to be like a big community where we can do events in loads of different cities because again I can imagine what it's like to be a collector um, in Leicester or in Birmingham where a lot of the most popular drops you have to come down to London for it or events you have to come down to London and so I definitely want it to like I want us to be able to do regular events in loads of different cities um, and yeah that's it really cool nice um, I've just invited uh, Jules because um, she had her raised hand. And uh, Jules, floor is yours to ask Jazz your question. Hi, thanks. Um, hi, my name is Jules. Hi, Jazz. Um, hey. Congrats with what you've done so far. Um, obviously, I've listened to what you said and it sounds all great. I am a, a co founder of the Sneak Sisterhood and we're like a group of girls who like trainers. We help each other and raffle raffles and we win for each other and I remember you and talked about the community aspects bit and I found that before Sneak Sisterhood my community was mainly predominantly male and out we liked sneakers and we connected but then I found that it wasn't just about the sneakers for me it's not about the buy-in it's about the fact that I connect with people on different levels yeah, yeah. people that like basketball people that like football and I think the younger people coming in no disrespect at all the focus is always on the shoe and it's not always about that because like the other co-founders that i'd speak to more often which are julia and jay we connect on different things but it's come through sneakers and they're now like a big part of my life but the sneakers is a part of it but the other influences mean more to me and i think there should be more of a focus on the fact that sneakers bring you together but the fact you don't have that off-white or that Jordan 1 shouldn't be the reason why you're not enjoying it. I think if you enjoy sneakers, you enjoy everything that comes with it. The losing, the winning, the meeting the people. Like, of course you want to have the sneakers, but then if we all have the same sneakers, then it kind of becomes boring. Yeah, and I really yeah. think people don't know what they like anymore. And the other one about the love for the Jordan 1, I have been collecting for, let's say, a long enough since I could afford to buy trainers and I used to see GS Jordan 1s sitting they sat nobody wanted them so I think is do people actually can I used to get them on sale so is it do people actually want them or do they want them because that person's wearing them and that's another question that younger collectors need to ask themselves do you want the shoe because you like the shoe or do you want the shoe because it's just a one like the seafoams think they're a lovely shoe they're not for me they're not me either I passed. <laughs> like there's so many things that i've passed on but the lightning force i've wanted for ages i got them i'm happy but it's about what you actually want yeah because so if you if you want everything then you're not going to get everything and sometimes for me entering a raffle for my friend who really wants that shoe is actually more brings me more joy than entering the raffle just say that i want it for the sake of entering the raffle yeah. So, like, oh. how do you feel in terms of using the community for actual connections outside of sneakers rather than just sneakers? Because there's more to sneakers, the sneaker community, than just buying and rocking the same shoes. We have other interests within the community, like they're creatives, they're people that 
do art or they take pictures or they're, they're mus musicians or they're videographers. Like, there's so many other things that we can learn from the sneaker community other than just buying shoes. Um, mm. So, I agree. I follow your page, by the way, actually. Um, so, yeah, um, you have a great page. What's it called? In response to your statements and questions, so, um, again, uh, regarding, like, back in the day, the Jordan 1s, GSs on, like, sale or whatever, I have never, probably because of my age, seen a pair of Jordan 1s in GS size on sale on the, on the shop floor. That's just, I didn't grow up with sneakers. That was not my um, avenue into sneakers. I never got to see that. So, for me, that's not my story. That is some That might be yours or someone else's, but that is not my journey. So... Um, regarding uh, the Jordan 1, do people want it or do they not? Um, I agree in the sense that, yes, um, there should be a more community focus, which is kind of like what I've been saying, that, that there should be a more, there should be more um, focus around the community. But at the same time, um, we all love sneakers. Um, like, it's, it's, that is kind of why, again, like what started a lot of the uh, community, uh, what's the word? No. The connections you have but you did bond over your initial love for sneakers. And especially where, um, again, it's, it is a different generation. I think that's something a lot of the older collectors do need to accept, the fact that the younger generation have a different relationship with sneaker collecting than you guys do. I don't think it's a thing where their collection, their theirs, and I say theirs because I feel like I'm kind of on the borderline, where I never got to have the, I never really had what you guys had in terms of the access, but I still don't necessarily feel like I'm just collecting for the sake of it because like I said I don't actually have that many pairs of sneakers I have the pairs that I do love and I love dearly and th my list is very finite of the sneakers I'd want like even now someone gave me 10 grand and said go buy loads of sneakers I'm not going to come home with loads of sneakers I actually have three or four that I want um so yeah I don't believe in collecting for the sake of collecting or hoarding like I said I don't believe in hoarding sneakers um but at the same time I just think there needs to be an acceptance of the fact that people have different sneaker journeys including um, the fact that some people do, I think some people do just want to collect sneakers and I think those people should be allowed to be a part of a community as well. Even if not everyone is, um, hey, I want to speak, I not everyone wants to have that very um, outward bond. I feel like there needs to be um, space for everybody to feel like they can be a collector in whatever capacity that, capacity that is for them. So whether that means they are having frequent conversations, whether that means they're meeting up, whether that means they're talking about their personal and private life, um that that can be that for them whether that means they're making new friendships forging lifelong relationships that can be that for them but there are people who that is not them and they, I don't feel like they are less of a part of the community than everybody else they're just not forward like that with this particular thing so uh yeah I agree with what you're saying and I do think again the hoarding and people buying what they don't want for the sake of for the sake of it and like kind of what I shared like with our, I don't know if you were in the, the uh, conversation at the time but like I shared like people in our community have been sharing their early accesses with each other when someone doesn't want a pair and that's exactly what that's the sort of community we're trying to build but I do feel like those who just want to win sneakers should feel like they, they don't need to be excluded I feel like again like there's enough room for everyone definitely agree with what you said there and I respect everybody's journey everybody's journey is different but for me, the question is, when you come in, that's your that's your entry in. But at some point, you need to kind of alter but your expectation. Really. They, they don't have, they, they can alter their expectation in terms of, oh, I'm not going to own every sneaker. That one, I agree. But they don't need to alter to be 
Like, there's, there's no standard for what is expected from a sneaker collector. No, definitely not. Everybody's different. Everybody collects for different reasons. Some people collect because they like to wear them. There's a story behind the sneaker. They just like the way it looks. Everyone has a different story. But for me, I'm saying your platform is great. But then it kind of leads to another issue where people are buying for clout. So therefore, like a lot of the shoes that you mentioned are amazing. Like the the off-white dunks, the idea of having a 50, like owning a 50 is amazing. But you said the quality shine. People still want it just because it's an off-white. So then, but then they want, they complain about it. So do they really want the shoe? If you want the shoe, you want it to be the best quality. But they'll just take it because it's an off-white. So Yeah, I agree with you. We, um, and I think that's the biggest I, step. Sorry. And another example is, you talked about the ones. Is it the metallic purples that have dropped recently? Lots of excitement around them. People, they came out and they're sitting everywhere. They're, they're literally, they're sitting everywhere. But then I guarantee you if they drop some kind of court purple thing at one point again, that will sell out completely. Resale will be like three, four hundred. So... This is what I mean. Like, there is stuff available for you to get. It's whether you... I don't know if it's a no longer... I don't think it's about a silhouette anymore. I think it's just about sometimes the hype that comes with that particular cutaway. Um, but I feel like... Because, do, not, sorry, I don't, do know you think, I don't know when you're putting your full stops in, so I keep on cutting you. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. This is my last point, just as an example. Everyone talks about the Shatterback Wars. They love them. They love, they love the colorway, blah, blah, blah. The lows are dropping soon. Do you think they're going to sit? Those are sitting. Why? Do you know what? First of all, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't like them. I, I bought a pair of the shattered backboards at the highs, but I like the, the patent ones. So um, I think those are going to sit. There's no hype behind them. The release, like the rollout has been a bit flat. Um, and again, I think another thing is people, especially off the back of like, for example, Off-White just finished their release, people are still going to be on a high from a lot of collabed releases that this is not going to be anyone's, this is just going to get put aside. Um, I do agree with you in the sense that people are buying for the sake of hype. But again, we are, that's not something as collectors we will ever be able to change because people have, like you you would have to change the person. And I'm sure like at a certain point in everyone's life, they realize you can't change people. Um, hype is a very, very strong currency in today's market. And unfortunately, a sneaker can come, not unfortunately, it is what it is. A sneaker can come out, have no background, have loads of hype and it's going to sell out fine. Um, I think that's as a, as a collector. And if you're not someone who subscribes to hype, unfortunately, it's something you're just going to have to uh, subscribe to because that is exactly what, the sneaker market is like and nike and nike are pandering to it so um it kind of is what it is um i do agree i also think um with the nike could do a bit better by some rollouts um in terms of like creating they could create a hype behind um traditional sneakers and etc um so that's one point but regarding um, what people decide that they want to collect and what they decide they want to keep and etc and um us uh, people just wanting an off-white and etc like I wanted a 50 because the colorway is great I saw a couple of I saw a couple of them face to face and decided I'm not going to get it because the quality is trash there could be someone who decides you know I still want it and there's do you get it like 
that is that person's decision at the end of the day it's like it's them who are deciding to spend their money um and I also just feel like uh what's it called there was a point you raised about oh yeah okay about um brands and stuff like that um Nike are doing Nike do so much regarding I thought first of all I feel like Nike definitely put more effort when it comes to their collabs pieces in terms of a rollout there's a serious rollout going from months before when it comes to some of the pieces and some of the OG colorways just kind of get thrown out um and I think that that contributes massively to the actual like on the day um cop but also I just feel like um it's off-white do you get it like we're just not going to be able to take away from off-white the quality is trash some of the colorways are trash um they're not great a lot of them are not great I don't know anyone who would buy a pair of trainers not knowing what's going to arrive if it wasn't for the hype but I feel like the other side of it is that I know that if I bought a pair of trainers I bought I think they're 130 retail if I did not like it I can sell it and I think that's another reason why some people are not too not too um what's it called, not too pressed with purchasing them. And I know that for people who collect just for the sake of wearing and for people who collect because they actually want to collect, that is not good. But I feel like that is not the market anymore. The market is definitely bigger than that. And unfortunately, um, the the state of the sneaker community is that not everyone is being satisfied. But I feel like that is where a, a brand like Offspring, is a retailer like Offspring is great because Offspring actually satisfies the community i feel like if everybody respected the particular pockets of the community we would be fine um but yeah it's not going on right now like if i ever want anything at offspring i don't care if i didn't really want it i wouldn't go for it anyway but if i got it in hand and it was it didn't fit me or, or it wasn't really my vibe um first of all i'd return it if it didn't fit me because i'll do that with anything else but if it wasn't for example like I, what did i win the cmfts I haven't put them on feet yet because I just feel like the the orange was a bit weird when it, when I actually got them in hand. I would if I couldn't return it, I would end up wearing it. I wouldn't resell anything I get from Offspring because I understand Offspring is for the community and I respect what they do. So I feel like there, there needs to be that sort of um, gate around certain spaces in the community, and then everyone will feel free to flourish without stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. Um, thank you for answering my questions, um, and I hope your event goes well. Thank you. Wow, that was that was, that was amazing. It was um, really interesting um, thoughts and opinions in in that exchange. Um, and I think um, just to chime in a little bit and not take away from that exchange, I think that this is one of the biggest challenges within sneaker culture and UK sneaker culture: the the accommodation of um, of, of the different narratives, the different viewpoints, um, how how people how people perceive and see sneakers and the culture, um, you know, I I started from a particular point where um, where you you buy the shoes you because you know you've got an outfit in your head and you know that if you had those shoes that um, your mates in the same block won't have those shoes. Mm -hmm. It's and it on to the fact that sneakers are now a commodity we, we don't view um, we don't view shoes in the way that we should view shoes that we view shoes as, as a store of um, store of value as an asset that we buy these shoes yes it's got um, collabs attached to it whether it be off-white Travis Scott whatever but it's now these shoes are worth a particular amount so it's it's, it's 
how it's I like there's no perfect answer, there's no right answer in terms of how we manage all these different um conflicts and thoughts, um, opinion thoughts and stuff like that. But um yeah, that's that's really, 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 really cool. Um Danny, do you wanna chime in on top of yeah, what but I've just no, I would say you use the word manage it. No, the best thing is to celebrate. Everyone's different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If, if you're young into it and you only care about hype, well, that's cool. That's you. If you're, I mean, I'm probably going to show my age. I started <laughs> in 1999, so my, my journey is a lot different because I'm, I'm 20-something years into picking up trainers, and that's just, so my view is very different. But that doesn't mean it's any more valid than somebody else's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's to be celebrated, not to be like, oh, well, I know better than you, or blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I think, for me, especially when I started um, Cream City, one thing I definitely felt, especially once like we got, we had some of the older collectors come into the, our community, there was definitely like an element of, oh my gosh, like I don't know half the stuff these guys know. I don't have the background, don't have the journey. Slight imposter syndrome. But, I actually just learned to kind of own my own journey. I am I haven't been collecting for that long in comparison to some other people. And now that I own that, it makes me feel better when I have that conversation because it's like, for example, in my day job, if I met someone who's been doing what I've been doing for 20 years, you respect them, you give them reverence. You, yo, you've been doing this for ages. Like, how has it been for you? How has it been seeing the times? Whereas I feel like, unfortunately, with sneakers when you some not everyone because i've definitely met a lot of like face to face and had great conversations with people who've been collecting for 20 plus years but sometimes especially online um there is definitely a divide between some because not all of the younger collectors are coming in to just kind of like ruin the community i feel like that is definitely the feel um and there's there's a there's a divide between the young collectors and the older collectors and it kind of feels like i like it, in order for you to kind of speak you have to have the wealth of knowledge and you have to know everything and it's like no I just have to assume my position as who I am with collecting and I should feel comfortable to do that and I, if I hear someone who says they've been collecting for 20 years I'm going to shut up and listen because you've been collecting for 20 years um so yeah I think again it's also just respecting everybody else in the space as well so yeah amazing 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 um Rain you've popped back on I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if you found your hotel or not. <laughs> <laughs> Questions you want to ask Jazz? Because, um, um, like, I'm, I'm out of juice, basically. So I'm, I'm trying to close the room down. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I, look, oh, I, I have found my hotel. I'm cowering it cowering in it because it's Birmingham and somebody might try and rob me or whatever. <laughs> no, I ain't got any questions. I, I've been listening in and, and, and it's been, it's been a good discussion. I think it's, um, I think it's quite refreshing to hear what, what, what you're doing and what you're a part of jazz. And, and you know what it is, <clears throat> we, we've had discussions, um, in the past where people have moaned about stuff and they haven't tried to change it or put their, imprint on the scene and it's just refreshing to see someone someone doing it and i just hope more people get behind what you and what you do um thank and support you. it and that's what i've got to say thank you thank you for thank having you. me by the way guys it's been a very very good discussion and um lovely to hear like from everybody else as well well, awesome. well we didn't want to have no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> anton talk to me or talk to jazz no, I was going to say she was great. She was great today, man. She, full of energy and 
explained everything really well. So yeah, man, she was great today. Thank great, you. Great um, guest. <laughs> awesome. So before we close out, um, Jazz did mention that she's um, holding um, an event at the Prince of Peckham on the 5th of September. Um, I believe it's from, is it 2 p.m., Jazz? Did I get that right? Yeah, it's from 2 p.m. It finishes really late. Um, so there's like a brunch session where we would have obviously the panel and then we're going to have some just games, literally games, um, spelling competitions and stuff like that. Um, and then oh, there would just be shit. like a session. <laughs> uh, um, Who said that, yeah. Chris? Was that Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you know it was. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's going to be so funny. I, I actually can't wait for this. Um, yeah, the, there's going to be like questions from like random places. Um, and then, yeah, there's going to be food and drink. Um, and then obviously once all of that's done, there's card games and just normal games that you can play. We'll have a DJ and just a place for people to vibe and chill. And of course, like if you've been or if you haven't been to the Prince of Peckham, it's a really, really nice bar. So, yeah. So, a question, Jazz. Is, um, is White Men Can't Jerk the caterers or doing the food there? Yeah, their food's paying. I know. I'm, I, 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 I do a side project where I do a, um, blog. a food blog. Of course, I've got a oh, blog. Yeah, I do a food blog. Right. And, and we've, we've reviewed their food and whatnot. So even if you just come down for the food, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, their food, like, yeah. Yeah, their food is good, man. The last time I went was 2018, man. And it was, um, yeah, man, good vibes. Yeah. Good music. Um, food was good. Gosh, why is it when I want to close out the room, that's when people got questions to ask? <laughs> yeah. when you try and shut down a rave isn't it you put the lights on and everybody starts shouting for another song <laughs> one more Faz man um, hope you're good ask your question easy I'm blessed thanks Pedro uh, Jazz uh, it's been really refreshing hearing you speak and um, loving uh, the concept of the of the project and um, thank I you. Wish you nothing but the best I just wanted to basically offer my support and say with your event if you want anyone any support with it in like organizing it someone to maybe do some like present a quiz or a dj as well i'm more than willing to um jump on the decks for a bit and just reduce some of your costs or whatever because it's yeah anything to support you know a young person thank you um trying to make their make their thing pop in it yes exactly thank you yeah sure no we can i'll follow you yeah maximum awesome save um I think we are out. Yeah, so we're going to be there. The panel's going to be there. Um, no doubt we will plug the event for you as well, Jazz. Thank you. Uh, no worries. Um, but again, we just want to say thank you so much for um, giving up your time um, this evening to, to chat about um, your project, which um, is really, 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 really interesting. And to echo what Rain has said, it's nice to know that people are looking at issues and challenges within the culture and rather than moan about it they're actually getting their backside off the seat and, and doing something about it uh, so it's really beautiful to see and no doubt we hope and and give our best wishes to the growth of um, the journey that you're on with um, Cream City uh, so again thank you so much for your time um, thank you for having me contributed thank you to our audience that have listened we appreciate you thank you again um next week i'm, I'm actually going to give you guys a little spoiler um uh, rain sorry you've just unmuted your mic i thought he's going to jump in 
No, not at all. I'm waiting for a spoiler. I pressed it by accident in anticipation. Um, no, no spoiler. You guys, you guys need to. <sighs> oh, come on, man. What the hell? Can I ask one more question? Rain, are you uh, safe now? Have you made it to the hotel? Yeah, I just called some of my army friends. We've got a sniper on the roof just in case you Birmingham people try to bum rush my hotel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, man. I, I made some phone calls. We, we saw you. Yeah, I just told him, no, no, no. He's, 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 he's one of my people. Let him come through. Let him come through. He's all right. Come through. He's all right. <laughs> All right, so with that said, um, we have been the panel. I have been your co-host, Pedro. Um, yeah, we're going to leave this room open for about 20 seconds. Um, for those of you that are interested in, in what Jazz does, um, her, um, in fact, Jazz, tell, tell people if they want to get, get in touch with you or follow you, what, what's oh, yeah. your Instagram and all of that? Um, the Instagram is at Cream City Store. So that's Cream um c-r-e-a-m city c-i-t-y store s-t-o-r-e that is our instagram um we're only on instagram um right now so we can just focus on everyone and uh if you go on our instagram and click the link in our bio there's a link to our discord um and yeah feel free to just talk to me in the dms because that's literally what i do all day (laughs) awesome guys thank you again and uh we are out. Thank you. Ladies, people. See ya. Bye.